Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Plex Podcast. We do this show live every Sunday from 7 p.m. Pacific to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. You can join the chat at discord.me slash echoplex and you can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex. Also, just check out everything on our website, echoplexmedia.com. Enjoy the show. Are we just friends? There's tension. You're making me question. Should I raise my hopes again? Should I try to ask you that? If you love me, you love me now. Just friends, there's tension, you're making me question If I raise my hopes again, I'ma try to ask you that If you love me, you love me now
everybody. It's 8 p.m. Oh. Pacific. By the way, that was track nine, Violets and Lies. This is the Plex Podcast. We do the show live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond in a red light. Crack your beer. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. You can also find me on the contact page at our website, echoplexmedia.com. We're going to go uh, red mic. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is the Breadboard Baker. Uh, you can find me, Breadboard Bakery, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, Breadboard Baker on Twitter. Uh, and uh, to my left, who are you, sir? This is the councilman. You can find me right behind you, creeping up to eminent domain your home. And uh, also at T-H-E underscore councilman on Twitter and Hanselman on the Facebook. Look out for me. I'm the gay dinosaur. Not the gay dinosaur, sorry. The gay unicorn. Dave <laughs> is the gay dinosaur. The only gay dinosaur. And uh, maybe we should give the people what they want. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. <laughs> Everything's fine and everything's fine. I hope you have a real nice day. The weather, the traffic, the time, and the news. How's your commute? What do you do? Sorry I'm late. I kept hitting snooze. It's just one of those days. You know what they say. It is what it is. Ignorance is bliss. When it rains, it pours. Couldn't ask for more. What goes around comes around all in good time. I guess that your guess is as good as mine. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great. Thanks. Everything's So if you're out and about and feeling a little frisky and not really feeling like having the clothes on and all, it you might want to watch out for those nest cams. Just saying, bro. The woman you're about to hear from thanks San Jose police for taking her fear so seriously, but says she's not going to feel safe until the justice system stops the actions of a naked man before it goes any further. What if he tried to get in? The video of a naked man looking around a home in the Meadowland community of South San Jose Tuesday night is disturbing and frightening to the woman who lives there. Today, the woman whose camera caught it told me about the disturbing visit, but asked us not to show her on camera, especially after finding out he's now out on bail. It's not a good feeling, you know, to be feel unsafe in your home at night to lose sleep wondering are they going to come back. The man arrested for criminal trespassing is Mark Varagay, 
listed as a percussionist with the California Symphony since 1987 and connected to other groups, including the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra. The alleged victim says she doesn't know him and was upset to find out he was apparently caught on surveillance video outside a neighbor's home last month. She's also learned he was arrested for misdemeanor prowling in 2017 after being recorded prowling while wearing just women's underwear. But we checked records and found out he was convicted only for loitering and put on probation. White people. Yeah, I mean, really? I have no problem if you want to walk around butt naked, you know, in the middle of the day. I don't really care and smoke a cigarette and, you know, do your thing. Do your thing. But this guy, unfortunately, was going up to people's houses and, like, just peering in the windows. and, (laughs) And at one point, it's really hilarious. They have a video of him in a dress, whatever. I, You know, do your thing, like I said. But uh, he's like kind of gently knocking on the door, but not actually knocking, just like teasing the door while he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So maybe like stay away from that. Like just walk down the sidewalk like a normal person. If I saw a naked person walking down the street on the sidewalk smoking a cigarette, just minding his, own bi- his or her own business, fine. I have no problem with that. I'm not going to stare. I'm going to let them do their thing. Call the cops. I'm barely going to look at them probably because I really don't need to see some guy's junk or nothing, you know. But. Right, right. Because um, that that at least, junk. you know, that at least you have the option to cover your eyes or look at another part of the road. But this guy, he's like, hey, I'm in, um, I'm trespassing. You yeah. can't, you can't help but pay attention to me. And that is, um, and that is where I think, you know, it crosses the line into non-consensual. You're on private property. You know, if you're on the sidewalk, that generally, it's public property, it's city property. The city could decide that they don't like people walking around naked, but I'm not going to make that decision for them. Also, um, so how's this percussion mallet? <laughs> yeah, this is a classy guy too. He's very debonair. Like he's while he's smoking, he's very he's very gentle and everything he's doing. He's not like a, he doesn't look like a creeper. He doesn't look like he recognizes that what he's doing is wrong. That's the eerie thing about the videos. Legal analyst Stephen Clark says the DA will be tougher this time because it is a violation of personal space and personal property rights, and the neighborhood has a right to be very concerned. Why did he come back? You know, what is the connection? That's what I would like to know. What is the connection? Why do you keep coming back? Again, answers could take a while. Given the nature of the offense, the DA's office has one year to go to court. And another looming factor, these videos are being spread to other neighborhood associations to see if he's been spotted in other areas. Live in San Jose, Robert Honda, NBC Bay Area News. I recognize that dick anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, 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 you have, if you have this man's dick on your home camera, please send it to echoplexmedia.com. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, okay, I mean, okay, obviously, okay. he did not get either the the punitive punishment or the help he needed the last time around when they found him doing this the first time. So now he's butt ass naked instead of walking around in, in lingerie. So he's he's you know he's gone even a little further down down the road. So he's got some issues, especially if we're talking about a guy who by day goes out and plays in a symphony orchestra. Like he's obviously together enough to do that. You know, you, you don't get on a symphony orchestra to you know just by talent alone you also have to you know probably have your shit together pretty well you know people got to blow off some steam some people some people play racquetball and this guy just i just love the cigarette the cigarette's the best part like i I, the whole thing just hangs on that he's like he looks so classy just like yeah yeah i'm naked um, that's yeah the, um, at that point, it's a it's a nervous habit. He's uh, um he's he's out there. He's like 
you know, damn, I, I, I don't have, I don't have anywhere to, to put a book. No one's it, stopping me. I should, I should have, I should have brought something else to fidget with. Yeah. Maybe a purse. Uh, I got it. This is weird. It's the little, little tapping on the door and shit. That, the cigarette, the, that the, the like going the, like if yeah. this guy was just a nudist, I'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, he's in the symphony and he's a nudist and he's just walking down this like, dude, like one thing at a time. Right. If, <laughs> Like yeah. if you're gonna go out naked, like be the best naked person <laughs> you can be when you go outside because people aren't yeah. used to that. Like Don't. that handsome fella at Berkeley who was, you know, the student who walked around naked, right, with a little fanny pack in front of his dong, so it wasn't just like hanging out everywhere. He was naked, but he was nice, you know. But he was a nice guy, and he didn't make everyone look at his dong too. Like he, he sort of tastefully covered up like a fig leaf, you know, <laughs> right? His ass was hanging out, and his nuts but you know. i mean most people didn't mind i you, wouldn't have minded seeing people, his dong pe- well people he probably had a pretty nice dong people who were attracted to men did not have a real much of a problem i'm like sure they didn't high, have any high, problem at all yeah high, high number of people oh, yeah. understand that guy had kind of a nice ass yeah no he so, was very cute i mean i think that's the thing that, that's yeah. the thing is i th- i don't think that there might have been something else going on there where that guy was like hey look at me like no seriously look at me i, well, just assume, I, I mean after a while you, you know you got to do something to stand out he might have been like the forefront of the narcissism that has taken over. Could be, could be. Well, anyway, th- thanks for including that clip because I thought I thought that was very interesting, and uh, <laughs> I didn't want to save it for down ballot. It was it would take too long to. I have another. Lo- we're a little local heavy this week, but that's fine. fine. I have another clip that is also interesting. I think I'm just going to let the clip tell us what's going on. This one's. Oh my God. A judge denied bail today for Stanford Assistant Dean of Admissions James Chervell. The 26-year-old is accused of stabbing his live-in girlfriend with an 8-inch butcher knife while the two were on LSD. Oh, wow. That pretty much explains it right there. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yes. Uh, I mean, he's basically taking the Twinkie defense, um, saying that the LSD LSD made me do it. Well, except that LSD is a thing that makes people do crazy things whereas twinkies we don't really have any correct documentation of correct. that however as i and he didn't from- kill her because she's gay unless i mean maybe there's some weird stuff going on there maybe they had some weird fry conversation <laughs> that i don't understand well, i've also learned that you don't this it, you know even taking that kind of defense even pleading insanity is admitting guilt from the start of the court of the case so it's it's dangerous Oh, maybe, but maybe that's just what happened, and maybe this isn't a defense, really. And the guy's like, "Hey, this is what happened." Yeah, no, it's no, it's true. Hold on, there's more. If it's, true, if it's true, it's true. Hold on, the first clip was 11 seconds. This next one's nine seconds. This is like a red light clip. I mean, there's nothing in his history that indicates there's any reason for uh, uh, any kind of psychotic break. I think it was a bad acid trip. Yeah, it well, seems likely. Yeah. My goodness! I, I mean, there's been there's been some uh, some all, some right wing uh, nut jobs who believe that their roommates were uh, reptilian uh, overlords, and that's why they had to get stabbed. But this one, this one is is kind of almost refreshing in its honesty. It's like no, <laughs> it's plausibility. I um I I got um I got completely high. Took um took the knife and put it in her chest. You yes, know, that's that's not like I'm not I'm not saying that people shouldn't do acid because it's bad and it makes people do this. But I'm also not saying that there's the most likely scenario here that requires you to assume the fewest things is that he's telling the truth because he's telling the truth, knowing full well that he's probably going to get charged with murder 
because we don't we're not like oh you took acid well now whatever you know go rob the bank whatever you got to do like fry balls woohoo like that's not you know we don't that's not what we're doing like our society isn't structured that way it'd be great if we could do that every like third tuesday or something right that's a local love night i don't know maybe, maybe it, it's not. yeah yeah this um this isn't the purge however much certain people would like it to be not yet it, this is not a get out of jail free card are there more clips to this uh, because I, I, oh, wa- I want to say that I want to say that the girl, like she's okay, right? And she, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, okay is like a, well, okay is a relative term. Obviously, she yeah. has survived. The next clip is not nine seconds or fourteen seconds. It's a minute twenty-one. So yeah. You guys okay. Ready? Good. The backstory is Every, everybody kick back and relax. Uh, we're gonna. Oh yeah, let's hit that J. In court, Chevelle's family and friends vouched for his character, and so did his girlfriend's family. They read a letter on her behalf in which she described Chevelle's pure goodness and pure intentions. She called what happened a horrific accident in which he seemed, quote, possessed by another force. He's got a, a, a degree from Yale University. He's been employed with uh, Stanford University for the past two years on a full-time permanent basis. He's had no prior contacts with the court. He's lived an exemplary life. According to a attorneys Chevelle had taken LSD on at least four prior occasions but on this night he grabbed a knife from the kitchen butcher block and began stabbing his girlfriend repeatedly in the back and shoulder collapsing her lung. Uh, officers that arrived on scene determined that a domestic violence incident had occurred. The charges are very serious and the injuries are also very serious. We have a victim here who is um, in the hospital. She's recovering from her injuries. Stanford officials released a statement saying Chevelle has quote been placed on leave and will not be coming on campus or performing any admissions work. The judge requested an evaluation of his mental health. So I'm perfectly willing to do that. It's just unfortunate that he has to remain in custody until that's done. The judge said she might reconsider bail once an in-custody psychiatric evaluation is complete. Chevelle's preliminary hearing is set for April 5th. In San Francisco, Ann Rubin, KTVU Fox 2 News. Yeah, I'm not sure. I want to say I saw another report on this that had the, the girlfriend waking up and sort of saying yeah we were flipped out and you know it's not his fault and we were on some really bad acid and i'm sorry and, and you know he's okay Just don't please don't send him to the slammer <laughs> you know like um but so, yeah this is like a hmm, we could talk about ideas uh what do you guys think do you think if somebody has a bad trip and the victim of whatever crime they commit is like, no, I was having a bad trip. I might have stabbed his ass, too. I thought there were demons coming out of his fucking armpits. Like, do you think that maybe this is a case where the police should just kind of defer to everyone's judgment and just let everyone go? Or, like... Yes, if the if that is true. If the victim said, you know, yeah, this is just, you know, he didn't intend to do this. It's not his fault. We were on some bad shit whatever it happens to be you know if that's they should have some discretion to be able to do that well but, i think we i think there's a but, way in which there's a way in which uh maybe scientology could uh manipulate something oh but then you talk to family members right and then you find out are they part of a religious group together oh what's the oh it's scientology okay well this is a little bit different ever we're going to charge as many people with a crime as possible oh no that would be good police or you know for other reasons they might feel the need to press press the issue if, right, the, but D- if, if the DA wants to press the issue if they want to make an example if they're trying to you know crack down on a certain type of uh, if it if it was a oh, not an LSD uh, if it was like uh, ketamine or if it was well, some other kind of like uh, but, drug that's out there but then maybe you don't charge the guy with attempted murder if you're like hey if you're going to take acid and flip out we're going to charge you with you know uh 
you know, there's some law they can charge this person with that's a felony that's, you know, just ingestion of acid or possession of acid or, you know, fucking conspiracy to fry balls or whatever the fuck. I'm going to charge them with affluenza, as Michael's saying in the chat room. Oh, this did happen in Palo Alto. I think this guy's going to end up being charged. Affluenza may end up being the um, the thing. Right, because the judges around that area believe that that's an uh, an ailment. It's all going to depend. I mean, if it was me, right? If I'm the judge or the person who has the decision whether, or the DA who has the decision whether or not to prosecute, yeah, I'm going to look at that, and that would definitely play a very, very large role in my decision whether or not to prosecute, because you're also talking about cost and resources and time and why in the fuck would you spend the time prosecuting this person when you have so many more legitimate crimes to prosecute so ostensibly think you know theoretically so that's me hopefully not but the system right if this kid is palo alto high school you know blonde blue-eyed white kid you know he's cute he'll be fine like he wouldn't even need the the girlfriend to wake up they'll figure out a way to get him off (laughs) his lawyer will get him off on a fucking with a slap on the wrist just like brock fucking turner and not that i was pro recall um but you know that that's that's what'll happen if he was black he'd be in jail now i think you know for the rest of his life probably (laughs) yeah yeah we're having this conversation you know we're having this conversation about whether people are going to take it easy on him because he's white the the race is implied here because if he was black he'd already be in jail and we wouldn't even be talking about it it wouldn't be in the media absolutely they wouldn't even mention that it was lsd they'd say they were doing drugs doing together drugs exactly capital d drugs yeah oh they the make moral the turpitude because like, they were doing per- drugs because it's a white person they wanted to know if it's mdma because uh-huh. a lot of people my age are ravers uh-huh. and there's a <laughs> lot of people my age you know who are like oh well the so yeah you'd say specifically you don't and if it was if it was um maybe pcp or crack you would say oh they had a, a substance issue right? because you would want to be so non-specific as possible if it was like one of one of the the drugs that those people do yeah oh, yeah since it's a white person drug it's like hey man there might be some bad acid going around as a public service you know hey man hey man like this dude that i sold acid to like stabbed his girlfriend and they're trying to get him out of jail right now like don't do the asset i sold you no you can't have a refund <laughs> you know it's really funny i saw uh, saw a great commercial the other day for uh this medicine that's supposed to help you with a uh, yeah, dementia and seeing things apparently when you get older you start to hallucinate that sounds great and i was thinking man this, <laughs> yeah i'm thinking this is really fucked up they're selling you medicine to keep you from hallucinating i used to pay good money for drugs to help me hallucinate like what the fuck is my world comes full circle when you're old i guess yeah, I mean, Alex had Alex Jones had to pay premium for leprechauns this this week. Apparently, we covered that on the upfront, folks. So if you're listening to the podcast, you missed it. Tune in live next time. Good shot. Check this out. We have one local ish story. It's from uh, I guess from Southern California, maybe Orange County somewhere. And uh, Tesla's local. Startling cell phone video appears to show a man snoozing while in his car. The car is on autopilot. He's on a busy freeway. Seth Blake says that he was driving from Anaheim to Los Angeles when he spotted what appeared to be the same Tesla driver who was caught on camera last month sleeping behind the wheel of his car while it's in motion. Blake says that the Tesla driver woke up one time, he looked around, and the guy went back to sleep. Tesla declined to comment on this video, but according to companies, the company's website, Autopilot is intended for use with a fully attentive driver who has their hands on the wheel and is prepared to take over at any time. 
He did have like his hand positioned kind of into the steering wheel while he was asleep, so I think it like wouldn't fall off, and that's what made it possible and like for him to keep driving while he was asleep. He was applying pressure um, even though he wasn't awake. Unbelievable. Tesla says that the autopilot function is intended to increase safety on the roads. It is not for taking a nap. Good thing no one got hurt or got into an accident. Crazy. All right, we're going to take a live look outside. If I had a really cheap car, I would just kind of drift like my the, the like the back corner of my car into the front corner of his car because I know that he he got money if he's got a Tesla and and, and he ballsy enough to Oops. fuck it and oh. if he's ballsy enough to fucking sleep while he's driving, I bet that guy has a lot of money. And so I would just kind of and I'd say, "Hey, you know, I don't know, I was changing lanes and the the car just hit me from behind. I don't I don't remember. My 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 shoulder hurts." <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna fix my shoulder or what? You come in with a big cast, like yeah. a full body cast. Ah, my ribs, my vertebras. And then, like, people give you any shit. You're like, excuse me. All I was asking is that this guy be awake while he's driving his car. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want some fucking money because this guy's so stupid that he he doesn't deserve his money, and I would like to take it. Like, that's what I would do. This guy is an early adopter, and so he's. <laughs> He's using the tech as it's really intended. It's oh, just no. that the law hasn't caught up with him yet. Really, oh, the, no. the, um, right now, Tesla's ass would be in a sling if they said, yeah, you can fall asleep in it. But really, when you look past the verbiage in their ads, that's what they're saying. And this guy is just using what's out there. Tesla can't say they're blameless in this because they're making the world in which this is possible. Okay, so I think, like, you know how the lottery happens? Well, I think this guy who was asleep while he was driving his car and put it in autopilot, I think whatever the opposite of the lottery is should happen to this guy. Because right. he's he's able to drive a Tesla. You know how the lottery dumps a bunch of money on you? Well, I think we should have a reverse lottery. For so so for we're going to make him buy lottery tickets? No. We're just going to make him dump money out. Because, oh. like, he was he's like got enough money to have this Tesla and he was driving it while he was asleep. So he probably has a lot of, I'm just telling you, man, we got to have the reverse lottery going on. Should we, so yeah, I mean, fines for especially make put in a uh, institute of fines specifically for overpriced electric vehicle owners <laughs> who fall asleep at the wheel and make it just exorbitantly high, like a tag, a ticket for falling asleep at the wheel be exorbitantly just massive, like millions of dollars that go to fund driver education the plex and uh you know youth development and the plex and the plex okay so what do we want to do do we want to skip over because we're 25 minutes in already do we want to skip over ilan omar because i have barry weiss on the view which is sad i do if it's judging i do want to say one thing about do you want to do you want to listen i do want to say some one thing about ilan yeah let's listen you want to listen to judge janine let's do it i'm sorry that you suggested that i'm sorry we can skip trump later that one's only like six seconds. All right, let's do the Judge Jean. This is not who your party is. Your party is not anti-Israel. She is. Think about this. She's not getting this anti-Israel sentiment doctrine from the Democrat Party. So if it's not rooted in the party, where is she getting it from? Think about it. Omar wears a hijab, which, according to the Koran, 33, uh, colon 59, tells women to cover so they won't get molested. 
Is her adherence to this Islamic doctrine indicative of her adherence to Sharia law, which in itself is antithetical to the United States Constitution? Ooh, trigger words. I heard trigger words. I am triggered. I heard Sharia law. When I when I looked down and saw we didn't have a lot of time, I was hoping I was not going to have to play that one. This is like infuriating shit. I'm, I'm like... I'm so tired of this. She's like, oh, well, I heard people were saying that she's anti-Semitic, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go say a bunch of fucking racist-ass shit about Ilhan Omar. Absolutely. This is is an opportunity to have another punching bag. Like, oh, Obama's gone? Oh, shit. We need someone to... Wait a minute. Ilhan Omar, that sounds a little like Barack Obama. Oh, absolutely. They all sound all kind of Muslim-y to me. So all the same quote-unquote tropes are coming out again in response to her. Yes. Did she... Say, did she, did, could she have used better language? Absolutely. Was she was what she's expressing the truth? The fact that the government of Israel is fucking corrupt and is just as complicit in all the pain and suffering that's going on in the Middle East as anyone else. No, but what's she, what's what's really know, important though is when when she talked about APAC. First of all, the thing when she when she said it was all about the Benjamins, right? She's she was 17 in 1999 when Puff Daddy put out It's All About the Benjamins. And then a year later, the Foo Fighters put out a song all about the Benjamins. And she was in the United States at that sure. time, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. she was referencing a fucking mediocre rap song and then like a like a like a slightly whatever one tick above mediocre rap rock song. Oh, absolutely! Is. Yeah, she's, that's all she's, she was. It's just all about the money. Absolutely, it's and, middle America, and people are and and the folks who key off these kind of things are keying off it as a means of raising money, basically, and have, and then being feeling totally justified in dropping all these, all this uh these trigger words and when dog whistles about Islamophobia and and hate uh, against her. We've been. L- I've been following the men's rights movement as it as it morphed into the alt right, and there's always been anti-Semitism in there, and and this is just anecdotal. It's my experience, but I have never seen it's all about the Benjamins used in any sort of in any sort of way. It's never been like a because like for that stuff, it's all about like phraseology. It's all about like if she was gonna. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for for anti-Semitism, it's like a very specific thing, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't mean to like, I don't mean to like make the argument from my own authority, but I've never, if somebody said it's all about the Benjamins, it would never occur to me that that's anti-Semitic, and I fucking hate Nazis, and I get blocked by them all the time it, on Twitter, and so if that had, if that was any, yeah, like, it's unfortunate. It runs really, it does run really deep, and it wasn't just that. I mean, she did say uh, something along the lines of, you know. Not questioning loyalty, but just sort of saying that there is that there is. You I, know. I listened to that clip too. She said, she said, senator. She said, Congress people should not be expected to have dual loyalty. Sure. And I just don't. I I and, and, and I'm with you there. Like there I don't is, even. There is this this issue is just as we were saying with the mics off. It's so complicated. It's so fraught. It's not complicated. It's just fraught. I can That's go. What it is. There's I, there's so much emotion and history built in. I can go. I can go into this for a minute. What's really going on here is these are this is being driven by evangelicals, some of whom believe Jesus is going to come back to the fucking Holy Land during their lifetime. 
that's what's going on in america around this shit they don't give a fuck about jewish people they don't give a fuck like if jewish people were being oppressed in africa they wouldn't give a fuck except unless the jewish people were white or if they didn't know the jewish people weren't white then they would care see this is what i'm saying is this is all like a political identity thing that's going on in the united states if you're a good american you support israel and that's all that's going on here do you want to know the the biggest the biggest supporter in the senate of israel is it's uh, not jew it's Lindsey Graham, hey. Well, that's what I'm saying is hey, it's a, Israel represents a thing. Israel represents a subjugation of of black or brown people that America is no longer able to do. And those who really wish America could still do that are able to look at Israel and be like, well, I support that. No. And that's what's going on here. It's it's white supremacy. I know that like people are like, oh well, white supremacists hate the Jewish people, and I'm like, no, no, no. These are the, these things. When you have to talk about these things, they're not really the same thing. Like a white supremacist would probably love Benjamin Netanyahu, but they hate the Jews. Like it's. But this whole thing is so complicated, and this lady is probably not a bigot, and that's absolutely not. That's the thing, and I that's I, like th- what I feel. I don't feel you know, like you know what you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, please, Brett Bor Baker. I'd like to say that the, um, that this is act. This is tied together <laughs> with. I heard you stop yourself. This is tied. These are tied together. The Christian identity and the um and they don't want to say this on a hot mic, but. They believe that the Jews need to be in Israel. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them needs to either be dead or in Israel. For so Christ to come back. For Jesus to come back. And when Jesus comes back, every Jew will either um, renounce their Jewishness or fall dead on the spot. That's what the Bible says, and that's what the people who say they are Christian but want to help Israel, they're trying to bring about the apocalypse. Well, that's and this isn't this isn't not real. It's just that not everybody who's spouting this believes in that. It's just that they know that enough evangelicals believe that shit or will believe it if you tell them that it's like a powerful political force. So the Israel lobby in the United States probably is mostly people who aren't even Jewish. And I don't Jewish is like a complicated thing too because it's like a religion, it's a, it's a it's a heritage and it's a and it's an ethnicity and a religion and and uh, a state. There's a state, state that's Jewish and a state. So like all, it's, all at once, and that's that's the comp. That's why it's so freaking complicated. Well, that's why that's why I and I fraud. try to be really specific, <laughs> and I I feel bad for Ilan Omar because I feel like she's been really specific. She said Congress people shouldn't have to be dual allegiance. The trope about it is that Jewish people in Congress have a dual allegiance to Israel. She's not a Jewish person in Congress. It doesn't fit the trope and. She just said Congress people shouldn't have a dual allegiance, and yeah, and I don't, and I don't assume that I don't figure, and I know that she doesn't have any sort of, uh, she doesn't harbor any warm fuzzy feelings towards like Saudi Arabia, for example, or other Muslim nations because of her well, religion, right? Well, no, so that, it, I, I, and the only, it's funny, I, I hear this kind of backlash at a local level too, and it seems to only come up around uh, women, powerful strong muslim women not about just you know other white dudes or tech bros or other people who might drop you know something that they unintentionally drop uh, a few phrases that are some sort of anti-semitic trope or his historical you know uh, uh, uh derogatory statement that they didn't intend who knows but i only seem to see this coming up around like women especially women wearing hijabs so i i, I don't I, I i think this is sort of a 
it, it, it it's, and this it's, is it's cherry picking. Yeah, it me. only happens. It only happens to scary foreign religions. This um, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen to right. Catholic nuns. Catholic scary, nuns' habits are just the same. Uh, um, are just the same, except in you know folding as a hijab. Yeah, and I've heard this. I've heard this line before. Like, uh, you know, oh, she said she's anti-Semitic. She's not anti-Semitic. She said something. Uh, she said something that was opposed to a position of the government of Israel. How is that anti-Semitic? It's like, well, it's it's the same thing. I'm like, no, it's not actually. It shouldn't be the same thing. So I wasn't going to be. That's the that's the real problem here. I wasn't going to play this, but we're going to bring up a super genius, smart, uh, smart genius, super smart uh, Barry Weiss. She's going to talk about anti-Semitism on the View. Uh, they're going to call her an expert, which is a little bit weird. Um, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Because, like, nobody's in really an expert on anti-Semitism. With tiki torches, or you hear the Pittsburgh killer writing on social media, all Jews must die. That's very obviously eliminationist. The problem with anti-Semitism from the far left is that it often, oftentimes is smuggled into the mainstream under the guise of progressive values. So it says about itself, I'm just standing up for the downtrodden Palestinians, which they are. I am just standing up for justice. I'm standing against racism. And so th that kind of language is a siren song, including to Jews, 75% of whom vote for Democrats. And so yeah, that's the problem with it, is that it's not as easy to spot, oftentimes because it says, we're just about criticizing Israel. In the case of Did Ilhan- Did Nancy Pelosi shut it down? Nancy Pelosi shut it down very aggressively mm -hmm. with Ilhan Omar. The problem is, is that she still has a spot on the, on the right. Congressional Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, she said the same thing Janine Pirro said. She she just said it in a different way because she's on the view and she's Barry Weiss. Uh, she's the one who wrote the uh, article calling uh, Jordan Peterson et al. The, the intellectual dark web. She's the one who wrote that article. Oh yeah. They're so edgy being, being arch conservative, but that, uh, that's on the edge, not the center. Really? But she just said the same thing that Janine Pirro said. That's why I put her on there is because she was being taken seriously by the ladies over at the view. Well, yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're at least paying lip service to her ideas, which I think, yeah, that's that's kind of agreeing they deserve a place at the table, which is really all they want. So only every so often do we get a feel-good story. Well, this is a feel-good story. There is a, a teenager who couldn't get vaccinated, and then he got vaccinated, and he kind of people sort of started to take notice of him because he was posting about it on social media, and he got to talk in front of Congress. Oh, nice. Okay, and up. Every once in a while, we have a feel-good story on this show, and uh, occasionally, I don't, I don't have his name here. His name is Teen Who Got Vaccinated in, in, in my show notes, which is really fucking, I should be a better host, but whatever. I went my entire life without numerous vaccines against diseases uh, such as measles, chicken pox, or even polio. However, in December 2018, I began catching up on my missed immunizations, despite my mother's disapproval. Um, eventually leading to, to the story and being able to speak here today, and I'm very happy for that, so thank you. Now, to understand why I've come here and what I really want to talk about, I have to share some details about my, my home life and my upbringing. Um, I grew up understanding my mother's beliefs that vaccines are dangerous, and she would speak openly about these views. Both online and in person, she would voice her concerns, and these beliefs were met with strong criticism. Over the course of my life, seeds of doubts were planted and questions arose because of the, the backlash my mother would receive. But over time, that really didn't lead anywhere. Now, it's important to understand that as I approached high school and began to critically think for myself, I saw that the information in defense of vaccines outweighed the concerns heavily. Um, I began leading debate clubs in my school and pursuing truth above all else. And 
I realized one certain quality to debates and to conversations in general when it comes to controversial discussions, which is that there seems to always be two sides to a discussion. Um, there always seems to be a counterclaim or a rebuttal and always something to strike back with in terms of debate. Though this may seem true in all instances, this is not true for the vaccine debate, and I approached I approach my mother with this concern that she was incorrect. Well, good for you. Okay, so um, it's what we've been talking about. It used to be a fringe kind of a thing, but Facebook thinks that anything that people post a lot of comments about is controversial and therefore deserves prominence. Oh yeah, I'm writing a really big article about that. Like, there's yes. a really like there's a big article coming out. I'm I'm working. Uh, one of the guys from uh, Broad Street Beacon is uh, working on it with me. It's a satire website. Cool. Yeah. But this is. Um, it used to be crazy talk that you know pe- <laughs> people are um, people are just like putting bullshit out there to uh, to make us all question what well what is truth really and they're just doing it to desensitize us to the atrocities that are coming i don't know about that we're gonna let this kid talk some more uh to combat preventable disease outbreaks information is in my mind the forefront of this matter my mother would turn to anti-vaccine groups online and on social media looking for her evidence and defense rather than health officials and through credible sources This may seem to be in malice because of the dangers that not vaccinating imposes, but this is not the case. My mother came in the sense of loving her children and being concerned. Uh, This misinformation spreads, and that's not necessarily um, justifiable, but I carry this knowledge with me that it was uh, with respect and love that I disagreed with my mother. And with the information she provided, I continued to try and explain that it was misinformed. Ideas that again vaccines cause autism brain damage and also that the measles outbreak is of no concern to the society and to America uh, were ideas that were were uh, Pushed by these sources that she would come she would go to like natural news and uh, and uh, spirit science and uh, Infowars maybe Infowars. Yeah, or um, Oh, what's that other one collective evolution? Collective evolution is Infowars for a lady named Karen with a Volvo. She lives in Napa. She wears sandals. She's lovely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I looked at her haircut and immediately said, I'll get the manager, ma'am. Open toe or flip-flop? Oh, fucking flip-flop. Like, she cool. She cool. She does want to talk no to your birds. manager, though. Hold on. For certain individuals and organizations that spread this misinformation, they instill fear into the public for their own gain selfishly and do so knowing that their information is incorrect. For my mother, her love, affection, and care as a parent was used to push an agenda to create a false distress. And these sources which spread misinformation should be the primary concern of the American people. Although change is already placed, more strides can be done. Almost 80% of people, according to the Pew Research Center, turn to the internet for health-related questions. I further explained some more statistics and evidence in my written testimony. Now, in terms of what I would like to walk away with today and kind of finalize with, Although my mother would turn to very illegitimate sources and sources that did not have peer-reviewed evidence or information, I quickly saw that the evidence and claims for myself were not accurate. And because of that, and because of my healthcare professionals I was able to speak with and the information provided to me, I was able to make a clear, concise, and scientific decision. Approaching this issue with the concern of education and addressing misinformation properly can cause change, as it did for me. 
Now, although the, the debate around vaccines is not necessarily centered on information and concerns for health and safety, this is why education is important and also misinformation is so dangerous. Okay, I think this guy just explained our podcast better than we could. No, I think we've. this is the only kind of feel-good story we can ever have on this show. And I, I, I'm like at a loss for words, like except that this, I like, can only talk about the fact that this is the only feel-good story we'll ever have. Well, he he should run for something. No, he um well yeah, like idiocracy. He's the last sane, you know, he's the last sane person. He was a la- um he finally gained himself access to the actual information actually. <laughs> um the the horrible on brand. The the information which was act which was the truth. <laughs> the truth. Almost I, did it I again. stopped myself Almost the, did it I, again. I almost He did it again. Oh. No, say the word, say the word. Say the word, say the word again. Echoplex Media. Actually. Don't don't ever say actually. Actually. I heard it. I heard you say it. Yes, he's cured. Yes. uh, uh, This kid should, where where is he from again? Do you know? If he's from Ohio, he should definitely run for Congress and then run for Senate and then run for president because we need good white young men running for president. Thank you all for your testimony. Mr. Lindenberger, what year in school are you? I am a senior in high school. When did you start doing the investigation and research on, on vaccination? So for my mother specifically, I mean, she would. Hold on. No, no, no. The answer is, I'm sorry. I don't really do research. I was just like looking at what scientists said. But anyway, mm-hmm. sorry about that. For my mother specifically, I mean, she would vocalize her views on vaccines uh, throughout my entire life. And it was a slow progression to start to see evidence as I would see people, uh, I suppose, uh, try and counterclaim with her and argue online. I would see that she would have these, uh, these, this backlash as she would share information. So on Facebook, she'd share a video and people would be like, that's incorrect, this is false. And so as a child, that intrigued me that people disagree with my mom and I slowly look into it over the course of multiple years. That's the second time you've used online in your answer. I want to add, did your mother get most of her information online? From what she's presented, yes, either through Facebook or through sites that use the social media platforms like Facebook and other, um, where, mainly Facebook. I mean, where do you get most of your information? From not Facebook. I mean, from CDC, the yes. uh, uh, World yes. Health Organization, um, scientific journals, and also cited information from mm-hmm. those uh, organizations like the Institute of Medicine. I'm trying my best to also look at accredited sources. I'd love to be a guest at Thanksgiving dinner at your house. That'd be a, <laughs> a heck of a discussion everybody would have. I know that. Senator, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> oh, um, yes, Thanksgiving. Isn't that where Fox News personalities tell their, tell their uh, listeners to bring their shitty political views up during, during a nice, quiet family dinner? So that guy explained the problem in a way that the people, his audience could understand. He didn't get specific about how these groups work. Like if I was up there, I would just lose all of them. I'd blind those bitches with science and they'd be like, well, maybe he can run for president. And I'd be like, absolutely not. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He was, he was very cognizant of his audience. I agree. And, um, and when you said that, I realized his, his audience wasn't the congressman assembled. His audience was at home watching him speak to Congress. You can go on to fuck it. I just, I just feel like this could have been taken care of a very long time ago. 
the first time an outbreak happened because of the anti-vax movement, Facebook could have said, oh, you know, like 14 people died in such and such a city because people didn't believe in vaccines. So now if your group or page is saying you don't believe in vaccines, oh shit, you don't have a group or page on our service anymore because right. it's like really bad for society and we realize that we're a part of society now. But that's not what Facebook does. They're like, hey, how do we maximize shareholder value through fucking whatever kind of whatever kind of thing we can bring you to sell more of your information it's just gonna get yeah the um and the answer is well we're going to take money from the people who make the anti-vax ads so that we can push those anti-vax ads harder the facebook got paid that's that, what i'm saying that's that's what the answer to all of the problems about facebook is that they got paid right the, right like the russian trolls or whatever macedonian or other sort of variously funded troll farms that spread misinformation during the 2016 election and did a trial run through the MGTOW movement, the anti-vax movement. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, the third one was like Gamergate before, yeah. before, before the election. Like if these companies would have stopped taking ads from these people, cause they're like, Hey, you know what? We looked at the thing that you're trying to spread and it's ridiculous and it's harmful and it's not good for society. And you can't buy these ads and get the fuck out. Like, right. And Silicon, Silicon Valley would have to stop taking people's money for that to happen. Okay. That's what I'm just one person in that fucking decision chain going, hey, wait a minute. This thing is saying that this, per, you know, the article that's being linked here contains all of this, like Gamergate. Gamergate was spread. Mm. Uh, a lot of a lot of sad MRAs were. I feel like we should talk about this during red light. Are you guys ready for red Rand Paul? We can come back to what we were we talking about. We have plenty about. of time. Yeah, no. In yeah, fact, um, I have a, that's I have what a, red light's for, isn't it? I have a video. I, by the way, guys, I have a video for you during red light. Oh. That sort of relates back to this. But anyway, who do you think in Congress has the worst take on, on these hearings? Who do you guys think? Can you guys guess? Steve King. Steve King, uh, Councilman, who in who in who in the House of Representatives? No, this is the Senate. On who, which hearings? Uh, on the anti-vaccine hearings or the va the vaccine hearings? Who do you think we're going to hear from? Which which senator? Oh man, there's so many choices. Ted Cruz. Almost. D uh, Dr. Paul. Dr. Rand Paul. Thank you. Thank you for your testimony, Dr. Rand Paul. For much of modern history, science and freedom have lived in relative harmony. Traditionally, as medical discoveries came about, like the smallpox or polio vaccine, antisepsis or antibiotics, the results were so overwhelming that over time the vast majority of the public accepted these advances voluntarily. In fact, innovations like the smallpox vaccine had to overcome initially great public prejudice. Dr. Zebedeol Boylston learned about the Middle Eastern technique from his uh, ser uh, servant for the famous pastor, Cotton Mathers. His first patient was actually his son, an incredibly brave choice. The consensus of the medical community, though, was entirely opposed to him at the time. The vaccine was a live vaccine, and as Dr. Boylston learned, about one in 50 of those inoculated would die from the vaccine. And yet, the death rate from smallpox was approximately 50%. The government did not mandate the vaccine. All right, I'm sorry. I can't listen to any more of this shit. He said Cotton He cited a dude named Cotton Mathers. I guarantee you Cotton Mathers is more racist than anybody you've ever met in your life. And I know I'm judging a book by its cover, but if your name is Cotton Mathers, you're fucking, you're probably very racist. Yeah. Individual. Um, well, to be fair, no, 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 no. <laughs> no yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was the 18th century. He was in the U.S. Naturally, he was a white person who benefited from slavery. 
Hold on, I have a, I have a one second clip that we skipped earlier because it's of Trump, but uh, this happened this week. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Tim Apple. Yeah, well, we appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. Of course, he um, he thinks that uh, he, when you when you're the CEO, you name everything after you. Therefore, Bill Microsoft. Bill Microsoft, right? Exactly. Or, or Roger Fox. Roger Fox. That's a, that, that's a fucking pretty good name. Genius, actually. I'd Roger say. Fox is a good name. I'd change my name. Oh, custom sound. Well, the funny thing stopped. is that Fox was someone's name at one point. That's why it's 20th Century Fox. There was actually a Fox who started 20th Century Fox, or a couple Foxes, actually, to be born. What the hell is going on? And then there were Warner Brothers. Those were actually people. There was no Mr. Paramount or Columbia. It was all Jews. Jews who are aligned against America and hate everything that has to do with uh, goodness and, and light. Yes, they are all out to get us. They have a dual agenda. Right. Those Jews in Hollywood. That's the original conspiracy theory for those of you playing along at home, from which all other conspiracy theories, you know, at the end, you take away every other conspiracy theory, you will find an anti-Semite. Because they believe in the worst conspiracy theory of all. It's If you check it out, read a thing called The Protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion. It explains like all of the shit that all the fucking truthers believe. It doesn't matter if they hate the Jews or not. It explains it all. Except the person is telling you that all this shit is true. It's not explaining it from my point of view. Um, man, I, I might have to wait on this. This might play like sound. This is sad. Right. That's the um that's like uh yeah, I remember my history. That was the stuff that Henry Ford was pushing. And because Henry Ford was pushing it, uh you know, this guy um this guy over in Germany named Hitler got interested in it. Because that American industrialist who had a lot of money believed something and the money made it the, the thing that he believed true. Hold on, we're going to we're going to bring it back. Uh we've been talking about Dave Rubin a lot lately and I feel like that in the con in in the process of talking about Dave Rubin we haven't been talking shit. We haven't been talking nearly enough shit about Jimmy Dore. Oh right. Please so, do. Yeah. So fuck Jimmy Dore. Hold on. I think it's on the next page. Mm-hmm. The last story, in fact. So Fox News, the Democratic Party is not going to uh, participate in a primary debate with Fox News. I mean, it seems like a reasonable position to take. It's the functional equivalent of like the Republican Party not taking a. Not taking an in, not taking a thing with like a collective evolution or spirit science. Of course, they're not going to do that. Well, I mean, Fo Fox News is basically at that. Basically, basically, I hate that. Mm. Fox News is at this point state I news. I very much. I I don't mean to get back into like old business, but I very much prefer basically to actually. That's true. So basically, Fox News is state news at this point, or at least Republican Party news, or Trump news. That's that's really the purpose they're serving. They always they have for many many years, but right now particularly they are they are the Trump saving grace. Without Fox News, I would posit that without Fox News, Trump could not get away with the shit that he's getting away with. But he he does. But it's not that Fox News shields him from it. It's the groundwork that Fox News right. and hold on, we gotta I gotta do this. This is this is Jimmy Dore. He's a, a progressive, and uh, <laughs> but wait what no 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 he's he, he's he's the guy they they say he's the token crazy guy on the left he's there to say it's both he's there so people can punditize and say it's both sides 
Uh, Yavor Yenkov, thank you very much. Ali Mann says, Jimmy, what do you think about Fox News not being allowed at the Democratic debates? They're not allowed at the Democratic debates? I, I haven't read anything like that. Can you look that up, Jared? Fox <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not what they said. They said, we will not let you host a democratic they will not primary. moderate a debate right. right oh but they're banned right that's first of all like that's that's just banned. totally dishonest because we said and we're i mean we issue retraction every so often too but we said that fox won't be hosting a debate oh, yeah. or that they not that they're banned Hold Brit on, hume can totally show up and sit in the front row if he wants to Brit, they'll bring Brit hume free drinks like whatever Tucker, whatever, whatever. Tucker tarlson can show, show up if he wants to Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. and in the wings. He'll, he'll get to make his he and patient face in a, in a balcony like with the, the two old not, guys on the Muppet Show. Brit Hume does not want to hang out with fucking racist ass Tucker Carlson. <laughs> that would be the most Brit hilarious Hume. conversation. Brit Hume's just in it for the money. <laughs> uh, Yavor Yenkov, thank you very much. <laughs> Ali Mann says, Jimmy, what do you think about Fox News not being allowed at the Democratic debates? They're not allowed at the Democratic debates. I, I haven't read anything like that. Can you look that up, Jared? Fox News not being allowed at the Democratic debates. That would be a bad move, I think, because I mean, Hillary Clinton's whole strategy was to reach out to Republicans. Oh, wait, she didn't. She didn't vote. To, she didn't campaign to get lefties to vote for her. She campaigned to get re- Republicans to vote for her. So you don't you think you'd want Fox News covering the Democratic debates? The DNC blocked them from hosting or televising a candidate for the debates. So the DNC did it. it yeah, that, the DNC does not want Tulsi or Bernie to be talking on Fox News because they know they have crossover appeal. So this is again what Tom Perez first. What Tom Perez is trying to do right now is defeat Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard. They're He's not, not trying to defeat same. Donald Trump. Tom Perez is trying to figure out a way to defeat Bernie Sanders and Tulsi Gabbard, and this is just another way to do that. No, no, no. If Tom Perez is trying to figure out how to beat anybody, it's not fucking Tulsi Gabbard. It's definitely not Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, there oh are some there's some oh people boy. in this race, but she's not going to win the nomination. And the thing with me is I am as far left as anyone that comes on this show, and I do yeah. not like Tulsi Gabbard. She's yeah. not uh I don't how much no. what what time is it? dangerous uh we are four minutes to red light okay i can i can explain real quick first of all jimmy Dore's an idiot if the establishment is lining up against bernie sanders um certain members of the establishment might be doing that but the establishment isn't this monolith it's not that's a conspiracy theory like this is like the the democratic establishment is this movable malleable fucking very weak sort of uh, but did i say weak very weak sort of sort of wishy-washy thing that could yes, eventually could eventually be like convinced into joining fascism so uh, like i largely want to ignore that and i want to like organize the the left and, and i want jimmy Dore to like not be a part of that <laughs> and yeah tulsi He's gabbard nobody is nobody is even considering Tulsi Gabbard, I think she's polling literally zero percent in Ohio or what's the first Iowa? Iowa, the Iowa, yeah, yeah. She's one of those ones in the 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 third tier, I'd say, of the less than one percent. All right, we got to close this show out real quick. And I hate, I, I I know, I know, I hate to cut you off, Joe. I'm all I'm all good, and it's so, breadboard. What I want to say about Tulsi Gabbard, and I feel like, oh, I've just been corrected. What I want to say about Tulsi Gabbard, and Leave it's it really, in. No. it's really important. <laughs> that Tulsi Gabbard uh, supports religious extremist 
religious extremist government in the in the country Speaking of India. With, yeah. And if you support that anywhere in the world, you're not on my team because I'm not just a I'm not just a leftist in America. Right. I'm a like a global leftist and like I don't like I don't like religion and government and I don't care where the fuck it exists or who your family is. Like let's not support that. That's, and that's, that's, that's a that's, callback to our discussion of Ilhan earlier, I think. Honestly, I think that's that's a really good way of looking at it. Like just keep that shit out of it and try not to bring that into a conversation that's not about that. You know, keep your religion and your state separate. That's the last word from the councilman tonight. I got to go take a leak. We got time for one more. Huxtable, did I hear that? Huxtable! <laughs> and, and we got a call for our most controversial song. Uh -oh. I'm not comfortable! Cover your drinks, put a napkin over your drinks, because it's time for Huxtable. <laughs> the mind plays oh, tricks. Man. There's always a local love head in the house that wants to see you. <laughs> <laughs> 